This week from GNC Week in Review, powered by GeekNewsCentral.com. Facebook's earning Facebook earnings grew, Apple earnings grew, plus Warner Media loses millions. Those are some of the tech news stories from this week. And it's Friday, January 31st, 2020. My name is Kirk Corliss, and this is episode 52 of the GNC Week in Review podcast, part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. If you aren't a listener, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you can find on the right-hand side column at gncweekly.com, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast app for Android, or on TuneIn, Spotify, or Stitcher. You have a comment, suggestion, want to say hi, be it on social media or email, and it all can be found at gncweekly.com forward slash connect. We're going to jump in with the tech news from this week and from geeknewscentral.com. And top story this week is first quarter earnings. And first up, Facebook beat Wall Street estimates in Q4, but slowing profit growth beat up the share price. Facebook reached 2.5 billion monthly users, up 2% from 2.5 billion in Q3 2019 when it grew 1.65%. And now it has 1.66 billion daily active users, up 2.4% up from 1.62 billion last quarter when it grew 2%. Facebook brought in 21 $8 billion in revenue, up 25% year-over-year, with $2.56 in earnings per share. But net income was just $7.3 billion, up only 7% year-over-year, compared to 61% growth over 2018. Meanwhile, operating margins fell from 45% over 2018 to 34% for 2019. Expenses grew to $12.2 billion for Q. Q4 2019, up a whopping 34, 34% from Q4 2018. For the year, $46 billion in expenses are up 51% versus 2018. One big source of those expenses, headcount grew 26% year over year to 44,942. And now Facebook and now Facebook has over 1,000 engineers working on privacy. Wearables, wearables, home and accessories revenue is larger than Mac revenue the first time. Where this is reported by Apple, who revealed in a blowout earnings report on Tuesday. Apple's catch-all category, which includes AirPods and Apple Watch, among a bundle of other items, such as accessories sold at Apple stores, surged $10 billion in revenue in the quarter to end in December. That's more than $7.1 billion Apple generated from selling Mac computers. Apple's CEO Tim Cook said, quote, both AirPods and Apple Watch or must-have holiday gifts helping drive unprecedented results from the category. He also added that Apple couldn't make enough of some models to meet demand. While Apple doesn't while Apple doesn't break out Apple Watch AirPods revenue individually, Cook also added that Apple Watch sales hit a record record hit a record during the quarter. He also said that wearables, which include those two products from Beats headphones, will be a Fortune 150 company, implying it would generate about $20 billion in revenue per year. While Apple has called investor attention to its service division, which posted which posted strong 19% growth year over year, its so-called wearables business has been on 
a tear. Wearables home accessories grew 30% year-over-year, and last year, posting two straight quarters of 50% growth, this which, of course, which did impress Wall Street. Cook said on Tuesday that Apple Watch was bringing new customers into the Apple ecosystem, a role that's been filled by iPhone for years. Cook says, quote, with each Apple product that the customer buys, I think they get tighter into the ecosystem. That's the reason that they're buying into it, that they, that the reason that they're buying into it is, is they like the experience, the customer experience. And so, and so from that point of view, I think each of our products can drive another product. I would think in that case, it's more likely that the iPhone comes first, but there's no doubt in my mind that there's some people that came in the ecosystem with the watch. Apple said that 75% of Apple Watch customers during the quarter were buying their first Apple Watch. Cook also says, quote, it's still very much selling to new customers at this point. Excuse me. AT&T reports in its quarterly, war- quarterly earnings on Wednesday that its Warner Media division lost more than $1 billion in revenue due to investment in HBO Max, the streaming service it's preparing to launch this May. Specifically, those losses are due to, quote, HBO Max investments in the form of foregone Warner Media content licensing venues, revenue, excuse me. AT&T CEO Randall Stevenson says in a report, quote, we delivered what we promised in 2019, and we begin this year with a with strong momentum in wireless, with HBO Max set to launch in May, and our share retirement plan well underway. Our 2020 outlook our 2020 outlook positions us to deliver meaningful progress on our three year financial and capital allocation plans, as we continue to invest in growth opportunities and create value for our owners as we did last year. More than one billion dollars in revenue losses may not may not May, might not be what investors want to hear, but Stevenson has mapped out how costly HBO Max will be in the interim. Last quarter, Stevenson told investors HBO Max is going to be, quote, a meaningful business to us over the next four or five years, but reiterated at an HBO Max event that the company doesn't think HBO Max will be a profitable part of AT&T until, 2020, until 2024 or 2025. Stevenson said on a call in on a call on October 19 October 2019 Quote, I would tell you we feel very comfortable at these investment levels that we can do something very significant in the market and drive some significant subscriber gains. PayPal beat estimates for for its fifth for its fifth fiscal spit it out for its fiscal fourth quarter, but its shares were down after hours on light guidance. The payment company reported net income of $507 million, or 43 cents per share. Non-GAAP earnings were 86 cents per share on revenue of $4.96 billion. Wall Street was looking looking for earnings of 83 cents per share on revenue of $4.94 billion. For the year, PayPal reported revenue of $17.77 billion and non-GAAP EPS of $3.10. Elsewhere on the balance sheet, the company ended the quarter with an active account base of $305 million after adding 9.3 million users in Q4. PayPal says it processed $199 billion in total payment volume during the quarter, breaking the numbers down further. 
PayPal says it processed a total of roughly 3.5 billion payment transactions. Overall, the quarter was strong, but there are concerns about the comedy about the economy in the start of the year. PayPal's social payments platform Venmo processed more than $29 billion of TPV, up 50% up 50 up. 56% over the same period last year. The company also announced that Venmo's active user base sits at 52 million as of their fourth quarter, up from the 40 million that PayPal last disclosed in April. PayPal CEO Dan Schulman says in Q4 alone, quote, in Q4 alone, we processed nearly $200 billion of TPV and engagement grew 10% to 40.6 transactions per active account. We strengthened our value proposition for consumers and merchants, expanded our international scope and scale, and announced transformative strategic acquisitions, investments, and commercial partnerships. Google announced it has paid over $21 million since, it, since launching its bug bounty program in November 20, in 2010. In the past year alone, the company distributed $6.5 million to 400, 461 different security researchers, almost double the previous record set in 2018, $3.4 million to 317 different security researchers. Google breaks down the $6.5 million into four categories, 800000 for Google Play, $1 million for Chrome, $1.9 million for Android, and $2.1 million across other Google products. Google added that security researchers decided to donate an all-time high of $507,000 to charity in 2019. That's five times the amount ever previously donated in a single year. Google's financial rewards for security bugs range from $100 to $1.5 million based on the risk level of the discovery. In 2019, however, the biggest single reward was $201,000, up from $41,000 in 2018. In the rumor mill this week, Apple analyst Ming-Chi Koo predicts that Apple will also launch wireless charging mats, air tags, high-end High-end headphones, new iPad, Mac, iPads, and Macs from the first half of 2020. Also, a 4.7-inch iPhone as well. He also hints at a few products, specifically starting with a new pad, new iPad model, with potentially a three-camera setup. Also, in the rumor mill. Samsung is expected to announce the Galaxy S20, the successor to last year's Galaxy S10, and the company's next flagship at its upcoming Galaxy Unpacked event on February 11th. Samsung will have three new flagship phones this year in the U.S., the Galaxy S20, the, Gal the Galaxy S20 Plus, and the Galaxy S20 Ultra. There are also rumors of a new affordable, the Galaxy Z Flip, for a total of four new flagships. For the S20 and S20 Plus, this is the direct sequels to last year's Galaxy X10 and S10 Plus models. There are three big changes, a new 120Hz display, an overhauled quadruple rear camera system, and updated processors that will include 5G support by default. 
the 120 display has already been has already been leaked thanks to an S20 Plus unit that's made it out into the wild, whereas a leak from XDA developers shows the display in action, revealing the super fast 120 hertz refresh rate that should offer far smoother animations. According to the leak, you'll only able to you're only able to use the faster refresh rate with a lower FHD Plus resolution. The higher res WQHD Plus setting will only work at 60 hertz. The rear cameras on S20 are also getting upgrades. Upgrades, excuse me. The uh, last year, the S10 and S10 Plus offered three lenses, a wild, a wide angle 12 mix, a wide angle 12 megapixel or 77 degree lens, telephoto 12 megapixel 45 degree lens, and an ultra wide 16 megapixel 123 degree lens. The new phones are also expected to be even bigger last year's, according to uh, to a leaked spec sheet from. Ishan Agarwal at, more, at my smart price, the S20 will have a 6.2-inch 6. screen, which is slightly bigger than the 6.1-inch S10 from last year. The rumored 6.7-inch S20 Plus is closer to similarly sized S10 5G model, which also had a 6.7-inch display rather than the 6.4-inch S10 Plus. The larger S20 Plus is also expected to feature a bigger battery, 4,500 milliamp batteries, hour, milliamp, milliamp, than the S10 Plus 4,100 milliamp. Both new phones are expected to follow in the, four, in the footsteps of last year's Galaxy Note 10 lineup when it comes to overall design, featuring a taller 20 by 9 aspect ratio and a single center hole punching selfie camera an Infinity O display by Samsung's branding. And also there's other rumors confirming that much like the Galaxy, S, Galaxy Note 10 and Galaxy Fold, the new, new S20 models will both forgo the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. For the S20 Ultra, S20 Ultra is it's an ultra premium model with a bigger screen, beefier battery, and some truly weird and absurd camera specs. The S20 Ultra takes basically everything about the S20 and S20 Plus and just adds more. The display is still a 120, uh, 120 hertz 20 by 9 panel, but the S20 Ultra reportedly has a massive 6.9 inch screen, making it even larger than a 6.8 inch Galaxy Note 10 Plus from last year. The battery is equally big at 5,000 milliamp and offers more RAM up to 16 gigabyte. These uh, specs won't come cheap, with XDA's Max Weinberg claiming that the phone will cost 13 so we'll keep an eye on the new Galaxy S20 and the iPhone and the Apple um, announcements uh, uh, in forthcoming in the weeks and months to come. Lyft announced a round of staff cuts and questions about the company's ability to stem its enormous losses and show how it can achieve profitability. The company is laying off about 90 employees, or around 1.6% of its 5,500-person workforce. These layoffs were first reported by the New York Times, though Lyft denied it, denied that was part of a broader corporate restructuring as originally reported by the Times. The layoffs will affect Lyft's marketing and enterprise sales departments, according to a spokesperson saying the company is moving away from city-based marketing teams to more to more regionally focused ones while the enterprise team is reporting reprioritizing its most important most important markets a spokesperson says quote 
We've carefully evaluated resources. We need to achieve our two, our 2020 business goals. And the restructuring of some of our teams reflects that. We are still growing rapidly and plan to hire more than 1,000 new employees this year. I am debuting a new segment on GNCWIR. It's Do You Need with Help with Your Tech? Now, we all need help with our electronic devices, be it on our phones, with the uh, for the right apps, you want to upgrade to a new phone, you want to shop for a new TV, and so on. And these all can be found in the show notes at gncweekly.com. First up, uh, over on androidcentral.com, it is the best over-the-air antennas in 2020. They have ranging from the best overall, the Clear Stream 1 Max, the best mid-range, the Channel Master CM4221, to the best large scale, um, antennas direct clear, antennas direct clear stream 4 TV antenna. Also in the show notes, how to delete the camera roll and save picture folders in Windows 10. It will show you a step-by-step guide and what's the different, what are the camera roll and save picture folders. It'll walk you through step-by-step on that. Also uh, on makeuser.com, how to schedule an email in Gmail to delay sending it. It'll walk you through why to schedule it and how it gives you the step-by-step on how to do that. Also, how to do it on um, your mobile or for Android or, or iOS or, t- or mobile or tablet. Also, on Uber, ubergizmo.com, there's a new um, uh, feature from Facebook where you can uh, control your, uh, let you control more personal data. Over on CNET.com, uh, want to uh, if you're looking to buy, what's the best store for buying a TV? Uh, they be it uh, uh, Walmart, Best Buy, Target, etc. Also on CNET.com, uh, NordVPN or ExpressVPN, they get compare the speed, security, and price. And over on um, <clears throat> Excuse me, over on Engadget.com, if you need help with uh, your Android device, you can always reach out to uh, Android on Twitter at hashtag Android help. And finally, the big game is on Sunday and also over in the show notes over on AndroidCentral.com, how you can watch the big game for free uh, and also how to live stream it, live stream for free in the U.S. There's Hulu Live TV, FUBU TV, Sling TV, AT&T Now, YouTube TV. It'll walk you through on how to also uh, how to um, watch it, the game in 4K. Uh, also, over on the show notes, uh, the best car, the best um, uh, big game. I'm not going to say those two words because I don't want to get copyright infringement. All that. Um, it's big game, best car commercial of all time. Over on Cena.com. And lastly, you, now you won't see a commercial for Mint Mobile on this Sunday. Um, you won't see a commercial. From, you won't see a commercial for Mint Mobile, according to a full-page ad in the New York Times on Wednesday. Mint will give away three months of service during the game. Here's the catch: the, the deal uh, the deal does not go live until just until before just before kickoff on Sunday. That's at three three fifteen p.m. Pacific, six six fifteen Eastern, and it ends when the game does. To take advantage of the offer. Offer, you'll need an unlocked phone that's compatible with T-Mobile, the network used by Mint. There is no charge to port your number, nor is there any obligation to continue after three months are up. 
And that is the tech news for the week for Friday, January 31st, 2020. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode. Uh, show notes from this episode can be found at gncweekly.com. Uh, also, be sure to check out the latest tech news from geeknewscentral.com. Be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursday evenings at geeknewscentral.com forward slash live for the Geek News Central. Geek News Central podcast, and then tune in to GNC Week in Review podcast, which published Fridays e Friday evenings at gncweekly.com. If you want to find out what I'm doing nowadays, please be sure to give me a follow. I, on Twitter, I am at Kirk Corliss, which is spelled K-I-R-K-C-O-R-L-E-S-S. -S. So please be sure to give me a follow. And I'll be back next week for another episode of the GNC Week in Review podcast. Till then, so long.